CDSFA Community Football Podcast. Hello, I'm Gilbert Lorcay, and welcome to episode 34 of the CDSFA Community Football Podcast. Today we speak with Peter Regan and Amy Milham from Mr. PFC. With just over 50 registered players, Mr. PFC is one of the smallest and youngest clubs in the CDSFA. Mr. PFC is a club which is born out of the men's mental health charity Mr. Perfect in 2016. Based in Belfield, Sydney, Mr. PFC is an inclusive football club that welcomes players from all backgrounds and acts as a second family to many players. Peter Regan is the club's president while Amy Melham is the head coach, also manager of Mr. PFC's title-winning all-age men's Division 1 team and is one of the very few female managers managing a men's team in the city Safay. Amy completed her UEFA C licence badges earlier this year and has brought a whole new dynamic to the club. Peter is determined to grow Mr. PFC over the next few years by introducing a variety of different age groups. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Okay, thanks very much, uh, Peter and Amy, for joining us on the Cities of Fay Community Football Podcast. Thanks for having us. Okay. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Peter, I'll start with you. Um, Mr. PFC, do you want to give us a, a history of how it all came together? Fascinating, um, I think, beginning and also mindful of the fact that this is uh, quite an interesting time, obviously, with COVID, COVID-19. Uh, mental health is obviously uh, playing a huge part and potential impact uh, with not only youth but also, um, with, with, also with, um, with adults as well. Yes, you're right. Um, so Mr. PFC originated from a charity called Mr. Perfect, uh, which is a grassroots charity that started five years ago. Yeah. Um, we, so it's a guy, my, one of my best friends, Terry Cornick, started it with, um, we were in a pub one day and he turned right. around to me and said, um, very sheepishly, he said, oh, I've been seeing a psychologist. And yeah. I said, oh, I've been seeing one for years. And the other guy also said, well, I've also been seeing one. Really? And it kind of dropped, a, you know, the ball dropped that, wow, well, we're three best mates and we're struggling with our mental health. We've yeah. lived together and actually none of us knew this. Right. So from that, um, a little bit of time went past and we thought, well, if we were in this position, we didn't know how many other guys are out there struggling on their own, thinking that they are on their own when, you know, there's many, many people out there struggling in the same boat so we said what do we what do we know um mm. i used to do a bit of coaching football for another club yeah um, terry's excellent at planning yep. so we started doing a few meetups just at wentworth park in a city right um, we got about 40 people turned up at first really? one, all different shapes sizes ages skill levels and it was just such a good laugh um <laughs> it was at the end people got together and had you know just a bit of an open conversation about mental health yeah and um, it's grew from there. We then started doing barbecues, which became what what Mr. Perfect does now. We we have a, over forty barbecues around Australia per month that we Amazing. that we run. Yeah. Uh, but we started off with just one barbecue. Mm. So unfortunately, charity and a football club can't be associated. So we had to kind of split it. Okay. So from that first meetup, we did a couple more, and guys were loving it, saying, "Can we do this every week?" So we said, well, let's, can we start a club? Yeah. So we were accepted in a, a league um, which folded after one season. So we, we managed to scrape together one team. We managed to scrape together some funding. We paid for a lot of it ourselves mm. um, and you know, begged, borrowed, steal. And we, we got some, you know, we got enough for the season. Yeah. Then the season went. Was, was this the, uh, sorry, was this the amateur league? It was the SAFL, SA, the yep, Football yep, League. No, well, yep, yeah, so absolutely. we we were yep. a reserve team for another team. I can't remember who they were. Um, mm, mm. And then that league folded, and CDSFA kindly accepted us as a guest club. Yeah. I think we needed two teams in the first year, 
So we managed to get a second right. group of players. Yeah. Um, and then we've grown from then. There really. So that was that was four years ago that we joined the league uh, from very humble beginnings, and we've had a lot of support. And now so we've got a great sponsor in Strathfield Sports Club, mm. um, who've allowed us to grow. Right. Um, we've now got our own you know, training pitch and oval at Bar Cuts. Mm. And we grew to three teams this year, 2020. Yeah, um, we're looking hopefully on, onwards and upwards. Yeah. Where's your, so if you, what, what would you call home? Because I, I think you, you mentioned you started out, was it Belfield, I think, in Sydney? Yeah, yeah so we're yeah. still at Belfield. Yeah, sure. um, so when the SAFL folded, yeah. we put, we kind of had a bit of, um, Squatters' rights, really, that we've been using it. Could, could we continue? Um, no one else was using it, yeah. so we've not been using it for the last four years. We've got a good relationship with the council. Yeah. Um, obviously, a great relationship with Strathfield, mm. that, that, that area. So we class Barcuts as now as a yeah, fortress Barcuts, we call it. Yeah, yeah. So, what was, uh, so for, for, for a lot of clubs out there, and I think I mentioned uh, just before we started, the city Safay is going to hit uh, 100 years uh, in a few years' time, year and a half or so. And there's so many, there's some foundation clubs there. I um, mean, you've got the likes of, you know, Elwood Wanderers and uh, Hilston Park, a lot of history. And uh, when you have a lot of, uh, which is fantastic to see some new clubs joining um, in the last, really the last five years have been a number of clubs joining the city Safay. What would you say to, you know, these sort of clubs as to, you know, the purpose of your football club? So our football club, um, so the values have never changed really. It's yeah. all about inclusiveness. Sure. Uh, it's creating an, uh, an environment as, as aligned with the, the charity. It's creating a safe environment for men to come together. Yeah. Um, so fully inclusive, having fun, yeah. encouraging people to get out in the fresh air and get some exercise. Yes. Um, I didn't care if we got beat every single week, as long as people were getting out and having fun meeting people. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good platform to build on. Mm. And I found when people are having fun, they, they feel healthy, yeah. they feel inclusive. The, the, you know, the results were was, was secondary, but they were yeah. always, they've, they've, done, they've been positive. Um, yeah. We've been very fortunate with the players we've got in, mm-hmm. have bought into the club's values. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, the, we have a no dickhead policy. Yeah. And we quickly weed out the people who think the club is there for them. Right. Whereas they are there for the club essentially to to grow our values and, and really spread the word. Yeah, of fantastic. Just, just, you know, spread the word of. Yeah. Let's, let's be open about. Mm. And, oh. and and Peter, where uh, where where was your sort of earliest re- recollection of playing or watching or following football? I take it it wasn't in Australia, eh? No. So I <laughs> I came to. Um, I came to Australia in uh, 2005. Right. So um, um, before that, I was, I'm an avid Everton fan. Oh, hello. For, for my, well, for here we are. Look at this. This is, we're recording this on the couple of days, or well, I think the day before the big game tomorrow. And I, I, I'm putting it out there, and I've told a few of my friends, this could be the early decider, hey? <laughs> I, I think well, it's, it's the most positive I've been for a derby I'm for many, sure. many years. I'm sure. Um, but I've also said this many times in the past, and it's come back to, back to bite me, especially when my sister's a big Liverpool fan, so I always Ooh. build up, and then I always get some nasty messages they yeah. see afterwards. But um, no, I started playing football in England, actually, when I was a kid. You didn't really start playing. You, you played in schools. Yes. Uh, but there, there was nothing like Australia has with it, brilliant uh, grassroots for, for kids. You know, you've got three and four-year-olds playing we didn't really start playing in a team outside of school until I was about 10. Really? Okay. Uh, which, yeah, which was quite late. Um, well, they just don't have um, organised uh, junior football there? or They, they didn't they did back in the day, not, no. not on the age of 10. No, not, not that I remember. Now it's now it's a lot better. They, they, they've kind of copied the, the grassroots that we have we have here, yeah. Um, yeah. trying to get kids in as young as, as, they, as soon as they can start running, really, Yeah. which, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, but I've always been mad, passionate football. It's it's all we, we were brought up on. Yeah. Um, Who was been, your favourite well, player growing up? Uh, Big Duncan Ferguson. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, great yeah. forward. Yeah. Yeah. So as my uh, coaching and looking for players, if, if you're six foot four, good in the air. Yeah, that Incredible. Was, that made for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, we're, would hate that. Not, would hate that. We're not doing so well on that recruitment of six yeah, foot four. Yeah. yeah. Forwards. Yeah, five, five, five. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> hey, Amy, we'll, we'll go to you now. Uh, Amy, can you tell us, yeah, you're involved now, Mr. PFC. Uh, this is obviously fantastic to see talk about, you know, inclusiveness and, and a bit of diversity because if you look at mm. this, when I think of Mr. PFC, I just think of a bunch of blokes at the pub <laughs> getting together and here you are. You want to tell us your uh, your role. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I think um, you might correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I might be one of the few female coaches of a men's team. So I haven't seen many, no. Yeah, right. I haven't 100%. met any yet either. So if there's any any women out there coaching men's teams, Amazing. reach out because I'd love to I'd love to have a chat with you. Yeah. And look, I know, um, and, and I and tacking onto what Pete said about is of that inclusivity and you know yeah. belonging. Um, while we have that, we we really are a competitive team as well. You know, yeah. the, all the teams are really competitive. Um, we just, you know, won the Division Two this season with the men, um, with one game to go and mm. six points above the top. And then mm. last season we won the grand final. So, you know, while you know, tacking onto that whole point of being um, inclusive, you know, it's fun to win as well. So we do have a culture of trying to go out and, and win games as well. So mm. Mm. Um, I guess my involvement started. Um, I, I'm on the men's uh, on the mental health um, board of my my company, okay. my work company, wow. and I, I kind of when we had our first meeting, I said, um, so I work for a life insurance company, yes. and mental health is a huge issue. It's coming to light across all the industries. Mm. And I, I, I remember our first committee meeting and I said, are we going to be one of those committees that sits around and chats, or are yeah. we going to do something about it and actually take some action, like? There's a football club, Mr. PSC, who is, mm. you know, trying to include people and give them that, you know, we know that exercise is good for mental health. We know that. And um, from that, we we ran with that and got in touch with with Terry, who set up right. and uh, we, my company actually sponsors the barbecue side. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's really exciting. But then from that, when we had the big launch, I went and yeah. spoke to Terry and I said, look, been coaching a, a Division Five men's team at Cooks River. Yeah, oh, right. Um, okay. Yeah, so that's what I was coaching. Uh, so you yeah, were you were still already playing the seeds within the Sydney yeah, Safari. So okay. I was already, yeah, so I was already okay. coaching a men's team, um, Division wow. Five for Cooks River Tyson. So I've, I've only coached men's team, so I've never done it. So they were, fa- they were they're a fairly new club as well. So you you joined yeah us yep. So um, I got roped into yeah. into coaching just because. Um, I'd, I'd gone and done all the coaching, um, so the community stuff during Women's Week a couple of years ago. So I got uh, we did three three weeks of intensive training. Um, we had a couple of the Matildas come down and, and a couple of the, Sorry, uh, the the female footballers from um, yeah mm. that side, mm. and that was great. So that's how I, I'd done all the sort of the coaching, but the licenses, but not gone and done too much coaching. So yeah. and then you know when I went and spoke to Terry at this. Um, this launch of this of the barbecue sponsoring, I said, yeah. look, I'd like to get involved with the club. Mm-hmm. And so um, he got me in touch with Pete and, and the rest was history. So right. I ended up coming on board and coaching one of the men's teams, which was quite interesting right. turning up to pre-season kickabouts and Pete introduces me uh, to like 50 guys saying, all right, we're going to run some sessions. And you can see the sort of doubt going, okay, what you? but it took them literally half a session to be like, yeah. okay, she knows what she's talking yeah, about. She's yeah. got the knowledge. She's got the the understanding, and and um, yes, it just went from there. Well, you're, you're um, not you're not a random coach because I think believe you you <laughs> completed your UFC uh, license. Yeah, so, right? so I did yeah. my UFC license last year. Um, and I'm I got a I got a scholarship to do my B license as well. So right. I'm doing my B license half of that in the moment. So that's that's pretty intensive. Fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah, and and that's just a whole new level. It's mm. uh, I recommend if you can go do your C and B licenses. Sure. It, it changes the way you communicate. It changes the way you watch football. Yes. Um, like watching a game on TV with, you know, Premier League, it's totally different. It's experience now. Mm, you can't you absolutely. can't unwatch it from coach's eyes. Yeah. So um, now I'll put you on the really spot, fun. Amy. I'll put you on the spot. Yeah. Should we have got for a female coach for the Matildas? Should we have got a female coach? Um, look, it's a tricky one, yeah. you know. I think you've got to, it's, it's a bit of a political question. If the right <laughs> female wasn't available that right. was going to take oh, the Matildas to it, diplomatic then, answer. you know, um, why don't, I don't believe in putting people in positions that they're not right for, regardless sure. of gender. If sure. we're going to get the wrong person for a reason such as gender, yes, 
are we going to get the outcomes that we need? Sure. Now, should he be now mentoring women to take up and step up? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I believe that if he's the right person for the job, fine. But mm-hmm. there does need to be more women in football. Absolutely. But also as women, we're really bad at putting our hands up into awkward yeah. situations as Absolutely. well. You know, we're, we, we have this thing of like we want to know everything before we start getting some experience and the problem with that is then you don't put yourself in a situation to learn and grow so you've got to put yourself out there and go well I don't know everything but Mm. I want to go get the experience so Mm. put me in the situation where I'm going to learn and I'm going to grow so I think women we need to help ourselves more to get uncomfortable yes and to get in situations and to put our hands up for stuff not wait for someone to be like to notice that we're doing a good job yeah so that's I guess my advice to women is you know Get uncomfortable. Mm. Put yourself out there. Ask for opportunities because that's literally how I got the role with Mr. P. You know, right. I just bowled just up to Terry up. and said, "Hey, yeah, great. Get, give me a job." <laughs> and what was it? just on that? You mentioned your 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 work your work with Cooks River, and then obviously then you 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 got together with Terry and and the and the team there at uh, Mr. PFC. What what resonated the most with you from from that from the culture or the club? Yeah. So. Um, the reason why I actually heard about Mr. P is because we played against them when I was in at Cooks River, so that's okay. we we got we got destroyed by them. Oh, I right think that's six nil. So <laughs> um, <laughs> they destroyed everyone that season, Mr. P. Right. Um, but what really resonated to me because I went on their website because. I had a look at what they were doing and what the charity work because I was like, who is this Mr. PFC? No one's heard of them and had a good look. Um, So I guess with my history, um, my family's been quite a lot of, we had a lot of foster kids living with us growing up. And so there's a lot of um, onus around that mental health piece. Mm. Um, I I had a few friends growing up who commit suicide, Mm -hmm. Um, men male friends really? who okay. just, you know, the happiest people, the really outgoing ones, the life of the party. And it just really struck me how how it felt like they didn't feel like they could they had a support network and the stigma around it mm. was, you know, and there's a lots of support groups for women in distress and children and things like that, but so few for men. Mm. Um, and that really resonated with me having lost um, a couple of, of male friends and family um, in my in my late teens. Yeah. So it really resonated with me that, you know, we need to get rid of that stigma. We need to um, yeah. to make it okay yes. to get help. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've got a young son myself as well. So I want him to grow up in a world where it's okay to have emotions. It's okay yeah. to not be okay. And I don't want him mm. to feel like the only option is, you know what, Mm. to fall apart and, you know, have, you know, the worst, you know, tragedy of, of suicide. So yeah. um, I'm quite passionate about men having a voice and having a place to come come yes. and be. And yes. I think that's the wonderful thing about sport is it's so good for you. You know, yes. you're part of a team, you're, you but you have to push yourself individually as well. So mm-hmm. you have a place and every position is, is special. So yeah. no matter where you are, you're, you know, centre-back's just as important as the forward. So it's a real yeah. sense of... Um, I'm different, yes. yet need yet needed. I don't need to be Fantastic. someone else. So I think that's one of the amazing things about football. Yeah, great, Pete. Uh, can I just ask you in terms of, I guess, CDSFA's role in in, in elevating uh, the need to support mental health or at least to build the awareness? What, what are your suggestions there? I mean, for taking the lead from Mr. PFC. Um, I guess just 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 starting a conversation. Yeah. Um. It's a difficult one. It's a, yeah, the stigma. It Look, I think it's fair to say as well. Let, let's be honest. Uh, you, you've picked a really tough association there with the the different cultures that that traditionally probably don't open up. I'd say as much as maybe others. Um, so that that's that's all I think quite a challenge. But having said that, I think uh, certainly watching and listening to to what your club's doing. Surely there are programs potentially and. In future, I'm thinking uh, there's certainly things uh, that you you guys are doing that we can certainly introduce and roll out to, throughout the association. Yeah, we, we just hope through clubs knowing about us um, that they will you know, kind of jump on board a little bit or start their own conversation in their, in their own clubs. Yeah. Um, Helston Park are great supporters of us, the Hurlers. Yeah. They, they always donate to us every year and they, they, they run charity games. Yeah. They always invite Terry and I along. So yes. that's one club. Um, Strathfield are good, good friends of ours as well. So, yep. but the more, the longer we, the longer we're in the league, the more 
clubs will know about us, hopefully. Yes. And a lot of them ask a question. I, every, yeah. most, most weekends I'll be on the sidelines, someone will ask a question, and we'll suddenly get into a conversation. They'll, they'll, they'll talk about a friend they know who's struggling with, with depression or anxiety. And they'll always say, that's oh, great, what, you, what you're doing. Mm. And hopefully from that, they might take it back to their club and have a, you know, they might have had a chat over it over, over the beer after the game. Yeah, so, yeah. As a, as a as a district itself, yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a, it's a tough of one. Of course, it, yeah. it baby steps. Um, of course, yeah. And yeah, what? I, uh, I wish I, I, I wish I had a good answer. No, no, no. Of course. And what are your thoughts on just your ex, your exposure to the CSFA to date in terms of the level of competition and also um, your connections with other clubs? How have you found that? Have you have you found um, you've been well welcomed over the last few years and? Oh, absolutely. Ian and Fran, I, I really appreciate the, the work they do compared to other associations where I know they've got many more um, people involved in the club. Yeah, sure. Or people involved in um, yeah. paid, yeah. paid positions. That's right. So the, the jobs they do, the communication is always excellent. Mm. Um, Ian's been so supportive of us since day one. Yeah. Um, never, you know, there's, there's never a bad time to call him. He's, you know, he's brand new to me, being a president of a football club. I had yeah. lots of questions. You know, I was, I was um, learning my trade as much as I went, and he's always been available for me. Mm, mm. So he, he's been a great support. Definitely Fantastic. Agree. And, Amy, in terms of uh, your, uh, you know, you mentioned your, your, your coaching, that what, the, the magical team there. Where do you go from here? I mean, next year, what, what are your plans for, for 2021? Oh, that's a, that's a bit of a hard one. Um, I look, to be honest, we were actually, my husband's from the UK as well. So oh. we were actually, yeah, so we are actually relocating to the UK oh, no. to be well, this back is, with his family. Well, there we I know. Go. So, we're about to um, the UK. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to be about 40 minutes southwest of London. So, wow. okay. um, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to take a probably a bit of a career break. So I've always okay. been in financial services. Yeah. But, um, okay. I think what I've been doing is I've been actually applying for football full-time football roles over there. Wow. So I think uh, I'm going to try and pursue that as a as a career. So yeah. whether I um, can miss the PFC go global, yeah, Pete. That's yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so I had it, actually we, we had a conversation this week Hello. with someone in England who wants is to right? take take the whether it's Mr. Perfect or Mr. PFC take take yeah. and it's all about values. Yeah, yeah. why Just not take that across there? So yeah. Mm. Amy as well. We've got lots of people who've been part of the club. We've moved back to England and all, sure. all parts of Europe. Um, yeah. So yeah, who knows? A few years time. Yeah. Big global. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think. What the, let's be honest. That once you're in the Mr. P family, I think even if you move countries, you're probably still you're still never out of the Mr. P family. So there'll yeah. be. I'm sure there'll be some connections going forward. However, that works. Yeah. Now, how about other teams? So, so the next few years, what are your plans to Pete, introduce um, other teams, uh, other age groups? Are there any 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 uh, plans there? Yeah, um, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Naturally, the over thirty-fives, just because okay. all the guys are, you know, you can't stop that clock. <laughs> um, so, I think over the next two seasons, my target was an over thirty-fives, but also a ladies' team. Okay, so I've been told Hello. that. Other is that a Mr. and Mrs. Mr. P? Or we, we... Mrs. It could be, could be Mrs. Oh, P. Um, no, no, I think we should nah. retain the name. But the sure. yeah, I've, I've just been I've been advised that you know, women's football brings a whole different dynamic to a club. Yeah, um, I'd like to bring uh, another woman if Amy leaves onto the committee. Always great to get you know, a different point of view from just just a male dominated. Well, mm. Is it quite male dominated sport still? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 my target over the next couple of years. Um, yeah. okay. Children, children's teams. I think that's a that's a big. You need a yeah. lot of volunteers for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, as I said, we, we've. It took us a few years to find a third team, and they they had to be the right fit. Yes. So it was a group of fellas who were they ready made team. You know, already had twelve players who were playing in another club. Right. And so what we're about, and said, well, we really want to be part of that. Met them and they've just been they just integrated into the club amazingly. So, if I can find more people like that, then that then yeah, they'll be more than welcome. Yeah, I mean, what'll be interesting again? Uh, I'm sure you've thought about um, sort of bridging that gap, if you like, between the awareness of youth suicide and you know um, adult suicide. <laughs> I know in the recent um, recent times, there's been a lot of uh, press around 
um, you know, youth suicide in Sydney, especially I think recently in the North Shore, there was some exposure there. Um, and, and I guess the role of, of football, what, what that uh, role is in terms of hopefully uh, having the opening up more discussions um, to, for them to consider hopefully other, other, other strategies, if you like, um, um, to, to tackle these issues. Yeah, absolutely. There, there is a there's a number of foundations yeah. um, available for for youth and, ch- and children, which yes. is which is fantastic and becoming more prevalent now. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it is positive. The mm. there is a there is a change definitely. Yeah. So tell us about the the forming of the so the last. How long have you been so officially as a club? How long how long has that been? This is our fifth year. Fifth year. So yeah. what was the vision of the club in year one? Like, what, what did you envisage the club to be in the first few years? Uh, um, because Terry's such an admin, yeah. he just, you know, give gave him an Excel spreadsheet and he just loves it. So <laughs> right. he actually, we actually put together, uh, because we, we had to um, go to sponsors about what, what our, to try and get some money. And yeah. we had to put together one, two, five, five years. Yeah. I think the first couple of years, it was just to become um, associated with, with a league who mm. will accept, well, the district who will accept us, mm-hmm. um, try to find a home ground, try to find a council. Because, you know, when we first started, we didn't have a training oval. Amazing. Because, you know, there's, there's no spare pitches anywhere. Yeah. In, in yeah. The, so yeah. it was the it, it basic item. It was find a training, find a training ground, find yeah. an oval we can call home. Yeah. Um, get a good sponsor. And then we're looking at 10 years. We said, well, in 10 years' time, could we be um, at the highest level of the amateur and looking for the next step? So yeah. that's still that's still a goal. But, um, but that was because we we started to focus a lot on the football. Yes. And football kind of started taking over our minds a little bit. So mm. now that we, we are successful, we've got three teams. Now I've actually pulled it back a little bit. And so okay. why did we start this again? It yeah. was to... To help me. Purpose, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm actually running a number of football clinics over summer, um, right. spring and summer. Okay, where Park. are they? Um, just every every three weeks. And it's again, it's right back to our basics yeah. of where we started. Um, again, if that pulls a team together who I can put in Div Div 12 and they can come together, then, then so be it. But mm. yeah, the, it was to try and just spread the word. Um, Get as many teams as possible, but now that we've been part of the club, I understand how difficult it is to have more teams. You need mm. for every new, new club, every absolutely. new team that comes in, you need, you need several volunteers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I yeah. think a lot of clubs are suffering from that. I mean, how did you find when you started coaching um, at uh, Mr. PFC? What are there are similarities uh, with, with with other teams you coached before? Or did you find a couple of unique features? Um, yeah, look. Similar and I guess different. Yeah. I guess um, I played uh, in state league, so uh, yeah. for Arpia and and um, St George. So it's quite. I love how you just quickly coaching. slipped that in there. Hang on, hang on. So <laughs> you, you, and that's what was going to be my next question. So you, you've been heavily involved as a player, <laughs> yeah. haven't you? Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, my history with football has been quite short, though. I oh. took up playing sport at the age of twenty-seven. So oh, right. I didn't grow up wow. in a sports culture at all. Oh, so okay. I yeah, so I I was a nerd that played in a classical orchestra and at 27 wow. I was like that's it Fantastic. I'm done Chuck, checking music out and music football. and I'm going to go I'm going to go play a sport. So yeah. I played my first football game at the age of 27 Incredible. and I just fell in love with it completely. Yeah. Um and and it was just it took me by surprise because I never had any aspirations to go. So I kind of had this. I, I am a little bit obsessive when I fall in love with something. Right. So I was like, how high can I go? So yeah. I played Division Five the first year, and the second year I hired a conditioning coach. And my husband, who's wow. English, used to used to take me out down to the park to try and get my skills up. So right. um, I, I trialed for Arpia in my second year of playing yes. and got into the state league team just because I was so determined to, to do it. What position so, uh, did you play? Um, I was either a forward or a left wing. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, pretty old to go into to playing to playing football and I did that for, for three seasons I played, so not a huge, huge amount. Sure. And then um, just fell in love with the coaching side when I went and did my coaching licences. So um, it was just kind of a, a natural progression. Yeah to go into that. Um, but the reason I bring that up is yeah. because um, I found that 
the when women get coached, it's very different to when men get mm. coached. The mentality is different. Women mm. are very, we want to know why, why it's like that. Well, from my experience, Analyze we want to know every, the detail. Yeah. Everything, we want to know the sure. why because we want to know how how to recognise it over and yeah. over again. Yeah. Um, and also I find that men have a culture of watching football a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even at stately level, I didn't find the culture of women watching Premier League or state, you know, live football or to football on TV so strong with the groups I was with. Right. Whereas going to men's and Mr. P, a lot of people are English, you know, French, um, got some Scottish, some Scottish mm-hmm. players, where the the general knowledge of football and the watching culture was very strongly there. So quite different from the way you coached at Stately going into a men's football where it's kind of like I think you have to have your communication a little bit shorter, a little bit sharper, a little bit mm. um, a bit more. Uh, I guess you've got to know the detail, but you don't need to give it all the time, whereas I find with women you need to tell the why, the how, the where, and go very detailed into your training sessions, but um, mm. different communication styles to women. So I think I, I probably do prefer coaching men now that oh, I'm, I'm used great. to it, so I'm kind of, a bit well, more. Why is that? Uh, I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah. Why is that? Do you um, find the competitiveness, or I mean, um, especially all age? I'm talking about. Yeah. I think uh, I've always been a male-dominated industry, so okay. I probably got used to the, the way men self. communicate. Yeah. Um, so I think it's probably more my comfort zone. Okay. Um, and yeah, just I, I think just a comfort zone level of what right. I've been used to in different different industries as well as football, and I'm kind of just used to it now. So, yeah. but I, I I mean, and Pete can probably attest to this. I don't feel like there was a lot of resistance from the guys having a female common coach. I think there was a little bit of you know. Okay, this is a bit strange. Let's see what she's about. But I think um, I feel like they've sort of embraced it, and yeah. I don't feel like too many people have. Well, Pete, what what We can ask the man here, Pete. What was the actual <laughs> reality of when uh, you know Amy got announced as the head coach? I think I was more scared. Yeah. So the first training session, we just said like, you know, let's address the elephant in the room. Yes, she's a woman, and right. Like, so the first doing? five minutes, they were a bit, they were a bit, uh, not off. They were, they were just a bit cautious. But then, as, as I said, as soon as she set up a few drills, um, they, you know, the quality came through. Yeah, it, no, yeah, you, you, you forget that. Well, oh, of course, she yeah. gets sex up. You know, it's that she was, she was one to the point of she wanted last very quickly. Right. Yeah. And she was accepted into the group, um, integrated straight away. Yeah. Can definitely stand up for herself. So, you know, I was a bit concerned how would she deal with that when, you know, that's gonna be, you know, quite yeah. Yeah. quite um scary times. You know, you've got some yeah. big fellows in there. But now she's certainly she very quickly can put people in place and stamp right. authority. Right. So that's why so there we go. I, she was coaching me, she was coaching me, she, she came in and I didn't know the qualifications, it's quite embarrassing actually. I, I she wanted to help and I didn't have any idea. I, I, we just wanted volunteers, and it was only when she came in she said, "Oh, I'm actually qualified. I'm actually UA for C license." So I was like, "Wow, you've got you know way more qualifications than me." Yeah. Um, I used to run our training sessions, so I very quickly was able to pass the training sessions on to Amy, which was great. It helped mm. me give me more time for other things. And um, but I actually started going to training as a player because I enjoyed them so much. Mm. So I actually yeah. was managed That's to right, sit back it? and just. Be, be, a, be a player again and really enjoy them. Mm, that's so fantastic. She started off actually when she came in, she was coaching the Div 5 team. Right. I was coaching the Div 2. Um, there was obviously quite a big difference in levels. Mm. I wanted to, I was pointless to doing it again this year. So I, so we swapped. So I, I just coached Div 5 and she coached Div 2. And yeah, they, they killed the league. So <laughs> I'd like to say, you know, I'd like to think it was the, the foundations were in place, but she she did. I <laughs> said the start of the season, she could take us she could take us to another level, and she did. That's great. She trained, very simple training sessions, very simple yeah. observations about the game yeah. that I've been watching for years. And now, as Amy said, when you watch Premier League, sure. you see you see these yeah. uh, setups that professional yeah. teams do. Sure, yeah. Mm. And she was breath of breath, fresh fresh air, and yeah. uh, when she told me she was leaving, it was very very. <laughs> Devastating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Amy, well, yeah. well, just on that, I mean, you know, in a couple of years' time, it could have been your opportunity there to get involved. Uh, the Women's World Cup, well, what do you think that will have, uh, the impact? This, this that, time. That, yeah, but, what impact will that have on the on, on the game of, 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 of football in general, obviously women's football in Australia, the, mm. the World Cup, do you think that will have a yeah. lasting impact? Well, look, I think every time we have a World Cup, whether yeah. it be women's or <gasps> men's, sport, yeah. you see the participation level and the, the registrations, I feel like the general awareness of football is is increased. And I'd, I'd really, I'd be curious to see the associations, whether they're, I always perceive that there's more people that want to go and play after a World Cup. And it'd be interesting to see whether, you know, as an association level, you can back up my theory. Mm. Um, but I definitely, every time there's a World Cup, you know, you see more girls going, oh, well, I'm going to go play. Uh, and I And I think one of the things that, we need to get better at is to, to get to that level is we need to watch more sport, watch, watch more football. And I think that's the great thing about the women's world cup is it will get those people that haven't traditionally watched football on a regular basis because it's like, they'll mm. go, Oh, it's only two weeks. I'll invest in that. Yeah. And I think it, what it does, it will create in a, a I guess a love for the game. And that's yeah. what you want is people who fall in love with the game. So I think the fact that it's going to be, you know, Australia, New Zealand, it's, it's really exciting. Mm. Um, that's not this one after, isn't it? Sorry. Um, I, but I think yeah, it's no, really it's just, up, yeah. I think it just, um, it will help people fall in love with the game more. The ability, the accessibility to go to live games as well will yeah. really boost it. And I think it will do a lot for the profile of, of football and women's games. And there's a long, long way to go to yeah. get that equality. And I think it's a really, really exciting prospect as to mm. where, where women's football can can go, um, yeah. it's coming in leaps and bounds, and the 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 way it's developing so quickly. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to see how far how far that that can really develop. Fantastic. But can I just ask you in terms of player recruitment? How how do you go about that? Because that's quite a niche. You've got a niche club there. Yeah. The, the first um, year, it was everything from uh, Gumtree. Facebook, oh, wow. Instagram posts. Um, now it's literally just word of mouth. We we don't actually have to advertise that much. Oh, it's word of mouth. Players. Yeah, a lot of um, people will hear about us from another person uh, who right. usually who maybe used to play for us or mm-hmm. through a friend or now that they know about the club, they know that we're um, where we're, we're located. Yeah. We're now getting yeah. more people contact us um, yeah. Pre-season, seeing if, seeing if they can come along from next year. Yeah. In terms of the next um, 12 to 18 months, what's one thing you th- you'd love to actually improve at the club or introduce at the club? Yeah, so a head coach will be definitely head coach. one thing we, we need to um... – <laughs> Amy, have you got any other suggestions? Who can fill those big <laughs> shoes of yours? Oh, hey? To be honest, I, I, oh. have, I put my feelers out. I've have got, you? contacted my B-licensed group and said, oh. is anyone sort of um, interested in that? And yeah. um, So I've put a few feelers out. But look, if you know of anyone who is um, – <laughs> <laughs> who's interested, you know, contact the club because yeah. I, I think it's a, it is such a rewarding club to be part of. And, yeah. you know, while we're small at the moment, mm, um, mm. you it, it's a really unique position where you can kind of make it what what you will. you got yeah. so much stay in the club and so much involvement Amazing. that, you know, where we are now, but you mm. don't know what it's going to be like in five years. And to be able to be part of that is like, it's so exciting. So I think if, yeah. if there's yeah. anyone out there who's wanting to, you know, be a part of, yeah. of a great club and a great culture and, you know, lead competitive teams, you know, yeah. um, next team, you know, this team's going into division one next year. So exciting. there's, and I think Pete's probably got aspirations to see, you know, how far can we go from that team? You know, Absolutely. can we get can we get to the next level and how how yeah. far can we push it? And I don't know, maybe maybe I think maybe Pete's yeah, good 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 plug Amy. Good advertising. We've got um, um you've got aspirate that maybe hope got you dreaming, Pete, of you know, Absolutely. where can you go? Not yeah. just um, uh, yeah. you, know, you know, as you as you said, asked yeah. what were our aspirations when we first yeah. set the club up. We, we, we said, well, you know, 10 years' time, could we have a semi-pro team? Wow. Um, okay. And why not Why not dream big? So Absolutely. we've gone from Div 5 to Div 1 in yes. just four years. Yeah. Um, the BBC would be the next, okay. next league right. we'd, we'd like to have a go at. Okay. Um, but I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. No. But, you know, I've seen how difficult it is to sure. grow. You need volunteers. It's all based on volunteers. Without volunteers, you don't have a club. 
So within so, the competition, so in the competitions within, let's say, obviously Cities of A, Football New South Wales, have you? How far have you entered? So have you entered competitions like the FFA Cup or or State yeah, Cup? We, yet? We, yeah, we, we joined. Um, we actually joined the FFA Cup. Um, to, we, we, went in, we went in it our first couple of years. Okay. Um, we actually um, got through to the quarterfinals, even where we really before. Yeah, we, we wow. played. Um, we actually beat two Premier League teams, um, oh, okay. one from the Canterbury and one from elsewhere, if I yeah. recollect. That, that was a, you know, so we've, we've had lots of good days where yeah. you know, we can look back on the sale. I remember our first win in the FFA Cup, yeah. um, State Cup, I can't remember which one it was. Um, yeah. So, nope. look, the issue with that, I think that's the cup where you could end up having six hours to a game. That's the, right. Mm. Um, it's hard, um, yeah. Which, you know, with, with a, a limited budget we've got, Mm-mm. it was quite difficult to... to Continuing those cups. Absolutely. Um, well, that's what I was going to ask you. What what support as a well at the moment as a small club? What support do you think is still needed from your from your perspective and even Amy Amy's perspective from your experience the last few years from the CSFA and obviously football New South Wales? What do you think sort of missing for for, for the smaller clubs who probably don't have that depth? Um, I guess more opportunities for people to go into coaching um, okay. and yeah. uh, to really um, assist with the funding for that because a lot of, you know, mm. it can be quite expensive. Mm. Um, and if, yeah. you know, if, if, the, if New South Wales or local districts could put together more coaching clinics, yes. whether it's a day, and I've been to them as well, they, they, you know, they can run for a couple of days, then they can contest it a week or two weeks. It can really be condensed down mm. In my opinion, yes. Um, and the more people we can get involved, mm. yeah, then they might start their own team one day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you might yeah. have, you've done more coaching yeah. than I have. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think the the education is so powerful. The more that you know, the more you can understand. I think the more that you mm. understand, the more enjoyable it is. And I think. Um, yeah, I think that could be really powerful to have more people influence more coaches. Um, yeah. I think also when I, I was at the the coach coordinator, I went into that for, right. so I, I, you know how they yeah. do the sessions at CDSFA. Sure. Sure. Um, it was sort of, it was very much aimed at the big clubs, like, you know, mm. your Marrickvilles, your Woods and things like that. Um, and I wanted to be part of it because, you know, it was good to be heard yeah, and see. Yeah, but sure. it, it felt like there was it was very much how to run it from a really big scale yeah, as opposed yeah. to um, how do you run small. it from a smaller yeah, smaller scale. Absolutely. So I guess yeah. probably a bit more awareness of how to, you know, a bit Adapt. more support from that yeah. side because I guess what has meant because it's been so geared towards that, that meant, that's probably meant we have had to go to Ian a lot more and things like that because that was, you know, yeah. That was the person. So I guess sure. if we could have um, more of the training on how to do things from a, a, a from a big club and sure. a smaller and club perspective, your, yeah. that would probably take off the key, uh, mm. key person risk of having to bug one person in, in head office. Oh, sure. Um, okay. That's kind of probably um, and and fix the bugs with dribble. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, yeah, that's coming. I think that that discussion's coming soon. I, I believe. Oh, uh, that was that was really fun for the first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doing doing all of that. I is that right? Like, oh my. Goodness. Oh, so you're so just going back. We didn't probably ask you this during the recording here. You 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 do a number of roles. Not you're not just a coach, are you? Yeah, what else do you do at yeah. the club? So I do all the registrations as well. Wow. Um, so that's yeah, every, all the registrations. I enter all the um all the results at the end of the day sure. and things like that. Right. So a lot of I, I run quite a bit of the administrative background stuff. Mm. So um, have fun getting someone to do that, Pete. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, that's... We're doing another advert for a registrar we need as well. Bonus, bonus. How many plays at the moment, Pete? How many plays we're talking about? Uh, um, we're up to, I think, 16. So, yeah, about 50, 56 players. Okay, got. that's good. Um, yeah. Next yeah. year, hopefully... Um, we could be. I, I do expect to find a fourth team this year. A fourth um, team, hopefully over, hopefully over thirty-five. Wow. Um, yeah. Just we've, we've already had quite a bit of interest already. So you get to the three oh, figures, you think? Yeah, over a hundred. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully everything's get sorted out with dribble because you know when you've got fifty-six players and the 
you've only got one upload once a week and then the photos don't come through and you've got to chase down yeah. selfies from everyone. It becomes a, a, a bit yeah. of a fun administrative nightmare. I so I think my phone is littered with very strange selfies of <laughs> 50 right? plus men. Yeah. So. I mean, having having been a uh, long, long time ago, I've been a registered my, my uh, local football club and played <laughs> you know, many roles in that club. I remember we, we sort of grew from you know, three, couple of hundred to over a thousand. It's a big call when you jump. You're right, but that, all that administrative stuff is a, is a challenge, isn't it? I mean, regardless of 50 players or 300 or 1,000, um, yeah. it's very important. Yeah. Uh, in this yeah. day and age, more automation the better. But also I think yeah. you asked a question how the involvement with the other clubs has gone. And yeah. I've got to say we, we actually set up a, um, an email address between all the club administrators. Okay. That was sort right. of just That's an good. email to us. And I thought that was really great, great because yeah. – yeah, so okay. it was really good to be on that with all the, the CDFSA clubs because yeah. it, we all came together with this new system and any questions anyone had, we just email it around that's to everyone. Fantastic. And I thought that the collaboration between the clubs yeah, and that's and something that between you between yeah. the clubs of uh, you guys have created We've got that, that together. Isn't it? That's great, yeah, isn't it? so how good is that? Yeah, so I I thought that was really great to have that collaboration and you know, it took a bit of the going to CDFSA asking yeah. all these questions yeah, because sure. we could go, hey, have you had this issue? And I thought the collaboration between everyone was was really, really good with with um the season with all of that, with all the dribble issues. So oh, fantastic. So where where would you say in a year's time, uh, Amy, what what do you think you'll be doing? Well, I, I've been applying for a couple of exciting opportunities, actually. Okay. So right. I've applied for a couple of um, youth academy roles wow. at Southampton um, wow. uh, and QPR. Oh, wow. So okay, I'm, so we might see out there. I may not get them. Do you want to, oh, want to, explain, what, do you want to explain why QPR? Sorry? Do you want to explain why QPR? Uh, oh, well, oh, first of all, they're, we're, they're not that far from where we're going to be living, okay. but my husband's a being passed down through the generations, QPR fan. Um, oh, right. So, Is that right? Yeah, um, he's got, when he was 15, he got the logo tattooed to his leg. Oh, and I have resigned Very myself intense. to the fact that my children will be brainwashed into being QPR, QPR Where are they? Where are they at the moment? They're, they're uh, low in, in the, uh, what, second division now? They're in championship. Championship, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, sort sure. of like mid-table. Sure, um, sure. Yeah. So, there but, I mean, I'd, I actually love to get into the Southampton Youth Academy. I think that would be a uh, really mm. exciting opportunity. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see how we go. I'm going to put my hat in the ring, see see if there's any any bites. And, um, yeah, fantastic. I guess, I, yes, yeah, so I, I guess my aim is maybe first Premier female Premier League coach. Jeez, we manager. heard it first and we'll, we'll, we can replay this conversation eh, in a year's time. Now, Pete, in turn. No, no, in a year. It could be 10 well, years. No, 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 I'm sure we'll be shorter than that. <laughs> Now, Pete, you mentioned uh, Duncan Ferguson is one of your favourites. Where where do you place out? Well, what I think most Australians will say our favourite uh, player, Tim Cahill, where, as an Everton player. Where, where do you place him? He's my second favourite. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> Wayne Rooney's yeah. not there, is he? He's your third. Uh, no, no, he no. Uh, no, he he upset a few Evertonians a long time ago by going to a, a lesser a lesser supported oh. club. Oh. Uh, even though he did come back and kind of made made amends slightly, right, um, right. No, it was always Duncan, and then is it was any player who wore his heart on his sleeve for me. Mm. That's what Evertonians love as, as yes. supporters, Team and those two were, were you know yeah. they, they they were just yeah. they loved the club and yeah. always did hundred percent. And that's what I just try and tell my guys at times. So I don't care how good you are if you put hundred percent in, everyone will, everyone will appreciate that. Yeah, and it's a very simple game football. Put absolutely. put the effort in. Yeah. Everyone will be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's absolutely. game of love. Let's be honest. And then, Pete, yeah. just one final one to ask you in terms of uh, play development and what you're seeing and you know hearing and, and observing from other clubs. Uh, if you look at the um, the current climate with uh, whether it be you know academies being introduced to certain clubs um, or you know play development, what's your take on that? Uh, is it um, is you think it's going in the right direction, or is that something you want to see going forward? Oh, excuse me. I think 10 years ago, 12 years ago, during the World Cup, I thought Australia was really going to take off yeah. and they'd be world champions in 12 years' time. I think there's a big gap between 16 and 18-year-old development mm. in Australia. Mm. Um, in England, you have all of the football, all of the professional clubs, all have youth academies. Whereas yeah. over here, you've got Sydney, 
Yes. And then Western Sydney, then you go down to like the likes of Manly and the local, you know, Blacktown. There's, because there's not many professional teams, Yeah, it's, it's difficult to do. And I know a lot of players just, just go, just seem to go missing between that age group. Yeah. Um, because there's not, there's no effort to go, unfortunately. Mm. Whether there's something they can, you know, have an alliance with England where, you, where they start, I think they might have that already, but more clubs, Australian, Australian, Young men can go across and hopefully get that get that opportunity. Yeah. So I think that I think from you know I've not I've not seen another country that's that is as good with children. So from age four yeah, to amazing, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the grassroots is brilliant. I, I take sure. my dog for a walk on Saturdays and I see all these kids different different size fields and it's it's amazing and mm. the the money put into uh, that is is good. Yeah. But I think yeah, as you get older, there's a bit of a gap. Yeah, quality. Yeah. yeah, how about you, Amy? You feel the same way? Or? Yeah, I think um, I think as well. It can be quite expensive going into some of those academies, and I think Pete, that might be playing to what you're talking about with the gap there, because mm. I think going into some of these elite academies when you hit that 14 year old can be, from my understanding, can be quite expensive. So yeah. if you've got multiple children um, going into these academies, it can be very pricey. And then they, they get distracted. And I think there's not enough structure, as Pete said, in that age group to just take them to the next level. Yeah. Um, and I think there needs to also be more uh, more of a pathway going from, mm. you know, grassroots into the team sports, mm-hmm. into club mm-hmm. land, you know, into A-League. Because yeah. at the moment there isn't really that pathway of no. how do you get from grassroots to A-League. Mm. Um, mm. You know, the NPL and the State League are all run very separately and they don't feed that don't feed into the A-League. So you're not seeing this group of people um, coming through in, in feeding into A-League as much as there could be. So mm. it's kind of a mm. bit confusing as to how you do become, you know, a professional That's footballer. Right. Is, is, yeah. is NPL, that is that is that it? Do you have to go overseas? And I don't mm. feel like there's enough... Um, uh, you're, you're probably right, Pete. That is the age group um, as where it needs that improvement. Um, and I think also, you know, um, watching, I think I said this before, lot watching live football as well yeah, really yeah. improves your your awareness of sure. positioning, how it, it – and I think we, we haven't got there with that watching culture yet mm. that, you know, you've got in Europe and, and South America and the UK. Um, and I yeah. think that makes a big difference. We need to get children into watching live football yes. as well as playing. And I think that's where Australia could really um, take off if we can do that. Um, yeah. But that means yeah. A-League needs to be more entertaining. So Yeah, yeah. Amy, just remind me, going back to your original question, what could the district or what could FFA do more? Yeah. So football has to be for everyone. That's right. It's not if your parents have a lot of money and can afford mm. you know, mm. the four or five hundred what it is for kids to run around on a field. Yeah. Um, the money that they make at grassroots seems to go upwards, Yeah. which is completely mm. the opposite way it should be. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of friends and family who have young kids and how expensive it is for them. Um, it'd be a shame if they missed out because their parents aren't, you know, right out of work, you know, especially during COVID. Times, yeah. A lot of people are struggling and maybe sending their kids, spending a couple of thousand dollars on them to play football isn't their highest priority. Whereas if it was there as a free asset, a resource, then the game will only strive for that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Now, Pete, I've got to ask you. I know you got the values, your values of the club you, you mentioned earlier about, um, or you believe that obviously being playing playing the game in the correct manner on and off the field, and obviously uh, having a strong culture that represents, you know, your respect, uh, passion, integrity, and friendship. Um, in terms of incidents on and off the field during the games, because that's always a a challenge for any association. What's your take when you've sort of seen uh, a lot of the disciplinary uh, incidents that have occurred um, across the district over the last few years? Um, we've we've witnessed a number of sure. incidents with other teams, which I, I don't know how you banish that, whether, whether it's people's upbringing or yeah. how the 
club let people get away with it. But you can't manage every player. When they go on no, that no, field, it's impossible to manage them. But do you um, think that's a club culture? Just back on that, I think, do you think that's very much a club? I mean, obviously, now that you've played a number of cold clubs, a number of, we're not going to name the clubs, but uh, there are some clubs who are unfortunate and notorious for, for certain incidents. Yeah, sadly, it is a certain certain clubs who do seem to have disciplinary issues. Yeah. Um, on whether that's club values or whether it's their personal and their friends' kind of values that they take onto the field. And the club aren't strong enough to stamp, it, stamp out on it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if we, you know, we we set up a contract that the players have to sign every year, Is that right? that if they do, um, you know, for example, if they're involved in any um, fighting on the field, they'll be they'll be expelled from the club. Well, wow. so we, wow. we make it quite great, quite clear it? at the beginning. Yeah, that very it's not going to be it's not going to be accepted. Mm. Um, we used to have a fine system. If anyone got yellow card, we'd we'd fine them. Yes, but we make it a bit we make it a bit of fun as well. So I've got someone knocking on the door. <laughs> Um, we make it a bit fun as well, you know. If you have a shot that goes out, we, we have a fine, but then all the money goes back to the players at the end of the game. It goes to the presentation. That's evening. great. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you solve it. Um, I hope we can continue our values, yeah. and we will always be strong believers in playing the game struck fair. Yes. Play, playing game strong. You know, yeah. Once you step on that on that white line, you, you play strong. Yeah. But you, you play fair and you have respect for your for your opposition. Yes. Um yeah. I have respect for the officials, which is a yeah. big issue. You know, I have such respect for the twelve year old lines, boys and girls yeah, who come absolutely. out. Absolutely. Um refereeing men's football. Yeah. Um without them there's no future of the game. And no, I think wrong. more clubs are now are realising that as well. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely been, there's definitely been an improvement this year. Uh, I think there's been an improvement since COVID as well, whether people just appreciate it more that they can get on the field and have a kick. There. Yep. The, there's, the results seem to become second nature to them. Yeah. We've had so many games now this year where right. the games are just finished, we might have been beaten, we might have won. It's been a great atmosphere with the clubs afterwards and hopefully that can, that can continue. Yeah, no, terrific. That's great. No, thanks very much. And Amy, just uh, just as your, I guess, uh, considering your your future next steps, but in, in the last few years, have you, especially you mentioned other clubs you've been associated with, you're finding overall just is it is it improving in terms of the discipline and uh, respect? Um, look, I think it, it, different clubs. You know, you, certain clubs you know that they've got a good club culture, and you find that it filters down from from the top down of what yeah. the expectations are. And there's certain clubs that you know you're going to play them, and they're going to they're going to play strong, but they're going to yeah. play fair. You're not going to have any issues with them. Yeah. But then there's also, as as Pete said, other teams that you just know that you're going to have trouble with, and it just it it's what you said at the beginning of the season. I think this season was better. But, you know, there were still times and times I was like, oh, come on, guys, just win this on the field with win this on the field with your skill. Like there's no need for that. And for me, I'm very much with Pete on that. I'm like, you know what? They can get into whatever they like. Our values are we go hard, put this game to bed by playing the game. By being a good player, by being the better team, not by getting into stupid fights. You know, it's a game. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be, you know, having a fight or, you know, getting into a punch-up. So Mm. I think our team this season has been really good. Um, You know, no fights from our side. And, you know, all we can do is just set the example as well and make sure that we are responsible for our behavior and that we set a professional standard and don't, don't get engaged with those who who choose to have a different culture. So that's kind of how I'm like, don't, don't buy into it. You're better than that. And just go out and win it with, with your skills. No, that's awesome. No, that's great. Thanks very much, Zuka. And I know uh, we, you're really appreciative of both your times there and uh, we've come to the end. I just wanted, as a wrap-up, just wanted to ask you both uh, one wish. Uh, if you could wish, have one wish, uh, hopefully for football-related, what would it be? We'll start with you, Amy. Um, I'm going to go big. First Premier League, female Premier League manager. Oh, hello. Okay. <laughs> that's Regan. Oh, sorry, Paul. Pete Regan. Sorry. Um. Everton win the league. What's that? <laughs> What's that? Sorry, Everton. Everton to win the league. You've um, heard it first. There we go. Okay. Well, first of all, let's go. Everton win on Saturday. 
One, uh, one wish, Pete. One wish. Pete's getting nervous already. We're only, was it, 10, 5, 8 games into the season. He's excited. He's excited. One, one wish for Mr. PFC is that yeah. we yeah, we, we, we could go semi-pro one day. Semi-pro. That'd be fantastic. That's yeah, brilliant. That'd be awesome. Well, well, look, that's awesome. That. That's great. <laughs> Well, look, we really appreciate it, and thanks very much, and we'll be in touch, and we'll hopefully see you uh, very soon. Take I'm care. Awesome. You. Thank so you. Thank you so much, and thank, thank you to the CDFA for all your, um, your support all I've been here. So That's appreciate great. everything you guys have done. Thank no, you. Thank you. Well said, Amy. Well said. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Okay.